Now, Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Cindy Ford, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. I am going to be your host for the next hour. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Whew, I'm just a little, a little winded here today, Tim. Sorry about that. That's okay. I came in live on my two whales, you know, ready ready for the show. Yeah. <laughs> these, carpet, these carpets have good grip, though, so you're okay. <laughs> they do. It's like 10.02. I'm, like, pulling into the parking lot. So um, we have um, Alyssa is going to be joining me today. Good morning, Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Good morning. And I know Hubby is leaving, so did he already leave? Did you have to tell him something? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, I Kurt. was getting a little nervous that I was hosting your show solo this morning. I was like, when at 10.01, you weren't here yet. I know. I was like, this will be interesting. And that's okay. We, we always figure it out, but I, I invited you. Sharon likes to, to keep us on our toes. I know. I we know. thank you for that. I know. I'm she sorry. likes to keep us in our Well, home. here, yeah. the truth of the matter is, I mean, look what I have in front of me. I have a lot of a lot of stuff. Good. And look. A folder with my name on it. A folder Great. with your name on it. You've been after me for a while. Is so it signed? More importantly. My stuff signed? is finally signed, <laughs> and Mark is going to be on his way in. He's Great. stopping in. Great. Uh, but again, I mean, we, we're sort of digressing a little bit, but um, the truth of the matter is, is you are my financial advisor, and I put, you know, my heart and soul and energy into letting you tell me what to do uh, but some important documents in here for beneficiaries right. as we were just life talking changes. about estate planning and yes. this is a follow-up to your estate planning yes yep. so um so here's all the stuff i don't know what's in these two that's big actually envelopes. really timely because i don't know if you listen to part of our show but <sighs> we were talking about how people uh, go through the process of doing estate planning but then they kind of don't follow through and do the next steps of making yes. sure things are funded properly and beneficiaries read properly so that's exactly what that is yes so finally it's yeah. only been what you've been after me for literally since e- easily eight months 
Um, Six oh, to eight months. It, it says January on one of the oh, documents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, 11 months. <laughs> so, I did it by... T- I oh, promised in 2016. <laughs> Better late than never, Sharon. Yes, I know. I know. Oops, so I just disconnected myself here, but let me just oh, plug yeah, in. But and I, I have a present for you today. Oh, is it one of these things? Well, I don't have one of those, but Tim may be able to find us one. Oh. In, so you can... You yeah, find I didn't realize into you the could the just world, get an adapter for your real yes. earbuds. Your, your no? You don't so, have any adapters for me, Tim? No. They, they're laying around extras? here. Sometimes you can right. borrow. I have one on my car, but look, I, I'm I'm giving you this. What's that? That's the extension cord, so you have a little more, oh. a little more give there. You know what I mean? I, I brought you some headphones, but it looks like you already have some. Yeah, but they don't plug into. They I know don't you fit. need to get one of these. Um, <laughs> We're digressing. Yeah, we are. So thank you. Um, but that's what that's for. So, but now at least oh, you great. can. Now thank you just you. have to buy one of those things. But I'll I just my, stick it right here for for my run home. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. all right. It's small. It's small. Um, so anyways, we are here today. I asked Alyssa, it was sort of last minute that I asked you to do this, so I really appreciate you doing this. We don't have many shows left in the, the remainder of the year here. Yep. So um, I really wanted to, we've been talking about doing the show for a really long time, and um, you and I talk about it a lot, our financially secure women. You know, when we yep. do those segments, we talk about it a lot. But it's real estate and your financial future, your financial well-being, and, and all of those great thoughts. So yep. um, hopefully we have some listeners today that can ask some questions too because I know that I get asked questions all the time and I say well you have to go talk to Alyssa yep. so <laughs> I couldn't help you with that one <laughs> but Thank you know you. but people do come across me a lot and they're asking me questions yeah. that I I obviously have to say you know you need an attorney for that you need a financial planner an advisor for that and you also need insurance you know specialist and tax specialist so yep. there is a lot that goes on especially for our boomers um, you know, they're selling house. They haven't sold a house in 25, 35 years. There's a lot of pieces that they're trying to put together. Sure. So, um, well, your home is for a lot of people, the home is the biggest asset. Mm-hmm. And sometimes upon sale, if there's money left over or a question regarding how much to put down the next house, or even if you put it down the next house and then there's more, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I have all this money that I never really had before because it was inside of my home mm-hmm. and what is the most prudent thing to do with it? And so there's a lot of different yes. answers to that questions and we can touch on that today. But Well, one of the things you just said too is sometimes they have a lot of money left over and it's not even so much how they want to spend it, but how their family wants to spend it for them. So that's why I really love for them to come. And I always advise, yep. going, you know, if they take that step or not, but they should be coming to talk to you about that. Um, we have definitely had a couple clients yep. in those situations where, you know, the family finds out, oh, look, mom and dad just sold their mm-hmm. house. Or mom just sold the house. Dad just sold the house. They have all this extra money. And $200,000 sounds like a lot to people who maybe have debt more than savings. Yeah. So, oh, mom, will you pay off my car? Will you oh, take yeah. us for a trip to Disney? Yeah. Will you... And not, and not only that, but but also um, they're on the top of mind for people of a certain age is trying to preserve assets for their family if something were to happen to them, like if they needed to go into a nursing home, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's just an example that most people can understand um, because if there are assets that really weren't uh, liquid before, mm-hmm. they might be thinking, well, I don't want to put these at risk. I really want these to be earmarked for my children. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of different situations we yeah. can talk about today and what might be the best way for people to use uh, potential equity from the home. And one of one of the things too is when we're doing Financial Secure Women, we're going to talk about that as well because we have an event coming up in January. Um, and I love one of the taglines that we came up when we were masterminding there was, you know, leave a legacy, not a burden. Right. And a lot of this financial planning 
understanding part of it comes to that. So, um, of course, everybody knows who you are, Alyssa. You, you know, obviously, McNamara Money, you're on for two hours before me. Yep. But how about maybe some of those listeners who don't tune in early and they're tuning in now? Let's just give them a synopsis of what you actually do because everybody sure. knows you're a financial planner, but well, you never really say exactly. I, but you're right. I, I think you're right. I never get the opportunity to... I guess I don't, I mean, I have the opportunity. It's it's just a harder... You're with your co-host. Right. Same for me. Right. People don't exactly. realize I'm a really a real estate agent. I, I, I don't really I'm do a host. I don't do a commercial <laughs> for myself very often. So yeah. thank you for the opportunity to do that. So I'm Alyssa Reed or Alyssa McNamara-Reed. And I, I use my maiden name frequently in business situations because I work at McNamara Financial. We're right here in Marshfield. We're an independent uh, financial planning and investment advisory firm. Uh, we're family-owned uh coming up on 30 years. Wow. Yeah, that's fa- fantastic. My father was the founder. Um, I work with my father, my brother, and my husband, so it's really a true family business. Mm-hmm. We have um, lots of clients that we just care about and we've taken care of for years and years and, and lots of generations of clients that we've worked mm-hmm. with. And um, So we, we manage money for people. So uh, if someone you know leaves a job and has a rollover or retires and has a rollover or ha- comes into an inheritance or just mm-hmm. has... Uh, or is just you know saving or um, so people that have money to be managed and don't have the time or the inclination to do it themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you can seek out <clears throat> someone like me or someone like me to do yeah. it for you. And we also do really comprehensive financial planning for people. And and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to explain on the radio what that means, but but basically it just means. Um, I'm, I'm a total math nerd and I have an engineering degree, so this is going to sound super nerdy, <laughs> but it's, it's basically like, like modeling your future financially. Mm-hmm. And we, we make assumptions and we make guesses, but we, we try to make educated guesses about what things might unfold. And based on your current assets and your current savings, are you going to be okay financially mm-hmm. to retire when you want to retire? Or are you going to have to work until 85 based on your current savings track? So yep. a lot of people don't think of that until they're on the older side, which is unfortunate. I wish mm-hmm. people would start younger. Um, and so, so I help people just do all this financial modeling yeah. and do what if scenarios? What yeah. if I saved more? What if I save less? What if I pay for my kids' full college education? What if mm-hmm. I retire at 55, not 65? You know, so yeah. I, I can help people crunch all those numbers mm-hmm. because it's not as easy as I'm putting 10% in my 401k and I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, it's just not that simple. There's a lot of things that go into it. So I really take pride in doing that for people. And you, you do such a great job. Obviously, I don't have to say that because... Uh, you're my niece, which seems weird to me, but um, <laughs> yeah. that your niece but, has gray hair. <laughs> What's weird exactly. that? that? <laughs> well, I love when my niece has like little things going on at the house, and she's like screaming by text, like "Ah, what do I do?" You know, that one situation recently, but um, but it all ends up great. But one of the things that I, I actually love, and with us doing financially secure women, I mean, obviously, I am. You know, I'm a Gen X. You're what? Are you Gen Y? I, there's different definitions of Gen X, Gen Y, but I think I'm right on the cusp of Gen X, Gen Y. So yeah. I'm born in 1980. So I think that that's about, I've, yeah. I've seen different, um, uh, yeah, brackets, age, yeah, brackets and stuff. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, it's great though, because then I feel like we have your dad. So there's the boomer. So this, for me, I'm like right in the middle of both of you, yep. um, there. And it was an easy transition sort of when, you know, Mike took, had all of us stuff since we were younger. Yep. Did I ever tell you the story when I first, we had to go over our financial stuff with, with your and dad? And you cried because he told you yeah. about how much college would cost or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was like so accurate. Wow. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. But I did, but I think but that look it at you, was, you're past it now or it, almost 
almost passed it. And exactly. Financially and anyway. Yeah. That's my point too is with you and I don't want to say your age because you do well with with all generations, but I think it's important that you bring a new sort of coolness to, yes, oh, we should. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you a little bit. Well, <laughs> I brought you some, you know, earbuds, you know, just because to make you a little cooler in here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> little did you know I have my own earbuds. I yeah. know. But, um, but I think that it's important to know. I mean, I was, I remember Casey and Mackenzie were younger, so let's see, I had Casey, I was 24 when I got married, 26, 27 when I had Mackenzie, so I was probably around 28, 29 when your dad was telling me what I had to do to plan to have these kids in college. Yeah. I mean, it was horrifying. I wasn't working. I had left Reebok and, you know, I had a great job, great boss, great benefits and all that. Um, so, but now I feel like our life is very much on track and I oh, feel yeah. very comfortable at 48 that things are, are going in the right direction. Yeah, I made a couple good. decisions that you guys probably didn't agree with, but those were mine. <laughs> like, and we'll talk about it, the college, college, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're there to give the strongest financial advice we can give, but yep. we understand that life gets in the way sometimes and that's yeah. just life. Yeah, and, you know. and I wanted to help my children pay for college. That was yeah. like, and they did, they got very good scholarships, so I was willing to do that if they were just like out there partying and playing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right, <laughs> Maybe right. not so much, so right. uh, that's why I did that. So you're conveniently located here, um, you know, in Marshfield, but yep. certainly, you know, if people want to meet you in other places, are you able and capable to do that? Yep, I have... I don't do it very frequently because my time is limited because yeah. I'm a working mom. But yeah. sure, I have um, I have to, I have to go to a client's house next week because yeah. um, one of the uh, she's homebound right now just yeah. because of a medical issue. But um, yeah, I mean yeah. I have clients from all over the South Shore and even all over the country. You know, yeah. there are these things called telephones and webinars <laughs> and you know join dot me's and go yeah. to meetings and um, yeah. I mean I I even have some clients that I've never actually met in person. Yeah, and it's just you know. You can get to know someone pretty well mm. with a with a phone conversation. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what is our plan for today? What do you want to start talking about first? I know sure. we want to save some time for financially secure women. Yep. So either one. I, I, you know, you had sort of asked me about. Well, you had given me that the idea of you know I want to talk about what um, what's the best thing to do with potential proceeds from the sale of, of a home. And so mm-hmm. I was just kind of I, I went off of that and. Yep. Um, obviously I don't have a blanket answer for everyone, but I thought one thing we could do is sort of, um, maybe compartmentalize or better segregate the different types of people that might have equity from the home, Mm -hmm. Uh, different situations. I mean, I don't mean different types of people. I just mean different situations because there, I'm going to have different general advice for people in different situations. So I thought of maybe three types of people that might have equity from a home. And so one of them was someone who was on the younger side. Okay. Uh, and or had young kids and or had no kids. Okay. So that might be one uh, demographic that we can discuss. And then maybe another demographic is someone who has um, high school or college age kids because there might be a different answer there because college might be top of mind in terms of potentially paying for some or all of that. And then... um, uh, older people, pre-retirees or retirees. So if we could kind of talk about it in those three separate and distinct situations, I might be able to better 
Perfect. explain what, what we might do. I think that's great. We'll just give our listeners our phone number sure. one more time. Tim is manning the phone, and I'm always happy as ever to see Tim in there. So 781-837-4900 is the number here, 781-837-4900. So if you have a question regarding real estate, um, you know, buying and selling, any of that, or if you have anything regarding financial planning, um, I know, Alyssa, a lot of times on your show, you're getting questions for your co-hosts. Yeah. So this is a really good opportunity yeah. for people to talk directly to you if they have any questions about their financial planning and that aspect of life. So sure. let's start with the the younger crowd that you're talking about that maybe they're selling a house, have a little proceeds. I'm not seeing a lot of that, yeah. by oh, the way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, we're having a problem. So actually, one of the things I did this week, which was 100% probably the top number one favorite seminar workshop I went to in probably the last five years. And it was the market outlook uh, from Jonathan Smoke, who is the chief economist for Realtor.com. Okay. And the information, I made you a copy of it. And I just thought, next year I'm bringing you, by the way. It was in Boston. I would like that. While I was sitting there, I said to myself, why didn't I invite Alyssa to do this? And it was in the Federal Trade Building in Boston. So we took the tea and went right across the street. Um, But the what we have right now are the millennials are the ones that they're having a very, um, they're, they're the biggest bucket that we have, by the way, of people who are thinking about buying a house. Okay. okay. The, the median age, by the way, right now for first time home buyers is 32 years old. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I guess it's a little bit older than I would have anticipated. Exactly. Especially yes. with interest rates so low. But what do you think okay. our problem is? Cause we talked about college. So um, these kids are not able, student loans. Student loans. They're not able yeah. to save as much yeah. okay. because of their student loans. So yeah. that's really becoming sort of a problem right now. Inventory being so low, that's that's a huge and problem. Inventory is low. Okay. Very yeah. very low. Yeah. So there's nowhere for everybody to move. As much as we're talking about people doing it, um, there's some movement, um, but we need more inventory for new construction. If anyone's thinking about doing that, uh, good news for you is it's going to be fantastic if you can do new construction, but I'm going to leave you with all of this uh, information. We might get into some of it a little bit later, but all right. So that younger generation, let's say they had a condo, maybe mom and dad even helped them out with down payment. Yeah. All of that. They have some money left over. They want to buy that, you know, three bedroom Cape now. Okay. Before I answer that, I want to, I want to, um, have a quick discussion regarding, uh, sort of the age old, um, uh, discussion of whether to um whether it's better to carry a large mortgage oh yeah or whether it's better to have a small so carrying a large larger mortgage and investing versus carrying a smaller mortgage so we're gonna that's gonna factor into all these different age groups that we talk about so before we talk about that generation um there are, I've talked to lots of different mortgage professionals and even other financial advisors about this, and, and they'll probably all tell you something different. Mm-hmm. But in general, if let's say you have $100,000 mm-hmm. and let's say you could either put it down on a property or you could maybe put 50000 down on a property and 50000 to invest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you think of pure math, yep. the math of it would support putting half of it down and investing half because with interest, this is easily illustrated now because interest rates are so low, Mm -hmm. but let's say you can let, and let's say you were buying a hundred thousand dollar condo. I don't even know if you can buy those around here these days, but let's just, (laughs) for example, assume you're in Alabama and you're buying a hundred thousand dollar house. Okay. Um, if you put 50,000 on the house and have a 50,000 mortgage Mm -hmm. and then your other 50 is over here and you're investing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're borrowing fifty thousand mm-hmm. at like a three or a four percent rate. Yep. And you're 
and you're investing and you have the potential to earn, let's call it five, six, seven percent on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call it six on average. Okay. So if you can borrow money at four mm-hmm. and you can earn six, mm-hmm. that's just math and that supports investing because you're going to make more even after you had to borrow money on the mortgage. Exactly. Okay. okay yep, so that's, that's easy enough. And, and, and a lot of mortgage professionals um, might explain that to you that it's better to carry a larger mortgage because borrowing money is relatively cheap mm-hmm. and you can probably uh, do better over here. If you have a long-term investment time horizon and all that, you're not going to get six every year, yep. but okay. So does that yep. make sense? That makes sense. So let's talk about ter- lo- length of term. Cause that's something I put in there too. So okay. what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that they, with that $50,000 loan, are you saying do it in 15 years or do you say do it in 30 or does it depend on your age bracket? I think it depends on your age bracket. I also mm-hmm. think it depends on your cash flow and your ability to pay down. Okay. So if you have, um, sig- even if you're on the younger side, if you have significant cash flow, Mm -hmm. you might consider a shorter term because then maybe your cash flow is freed up by the time your kids are in college and then you don't have a mortgage at that time. So I think that's a combination of how much income you have and maybe how steady, how, how secure your job is. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to, you don't want to commit yourself to something and then unfortunately get laid off and can't make the payments anymore. And by the time you refinance, interest rates are higher. So that wouldn't be good. But, um, you know, in, in, even if someone has significant cash flow, I might sometimes recommend a longer term mortgage just to be conservative because don't forget, even if you have a 30 year mortgage, you can always pay it off in 15 years. I think if you pay one extra payment a month, you'll take a year off or something. Something like that. One payment a year will take off something. I forget. So for the people that pay every two weeks instead of every month, they end up making an extra payment and they can pay it off more quickly. But you can also just, you know, you can have someone like a, I can do an amortization schedule for someone and play around with how much more do you have to pay to pay it off in 15 years. Mm -hmm. And and if you got a short and, and, a, and a longer term mortgage carries a higher interest rate mm-hmm. than a shorter term mortgage, but it gives you the flexibility that if something changes in your cash flow, mm-hmm. if someone is laid off, if there is a medical issue and your medical bills are higher or whatever, if there's some unforeseen circumstance, you you know you don't have to accelerate those payments. You have the flexibility to go back to the lower payment. Mm-hmm. And then, so that there there have been situations where even if I think someone could afford a shorter term mortgage there might have been something in there that indicated to me, well, maybe we we go conservative, we do a longer term, and they can always accelerate if they can accelerate. Because one of my thoughts about that, too, is, and and again, we talk to a lot of loan officers and mortgage professionals all the time, and everybody sort of seems to have a different idea. But with the rates being as low, they're trucking up. I mean... But yep, the sure. stock, right? They likely will, up, right? Would, yep. If, as that goes up, so do, does the, you know, the interest rate. But not too bad. Still four, uh, 4.0, right, right around yep. there, right now. Yeah. I did actually see one at 4.37 that somebody locked in this week. But okay. um, that was part of this market outlook, and you know, the expectations of, you know, for the year ahead is that mortgage rates are probably gonna, yep. we're gonna see them go a little higher, but still historically low. Yeah, sure. Right. Oh, I mean, what's a long-term average? Five percent, five and a half percent on a mortgage. So we're still on the very low but side. It, of that. I mean, there were times when they were eight, nine, ten, fifteen, sixteen. You know what I mean? So we're still yeah. very, very low. In your lifetime, you've never seen it. Right. Um, in my lifetime, I barely remember it. Um, but um, should we take this person now? Or what, you're the host. What oh are yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting in the big girl I know, seat we didn't over there. Rotate, so we didn't rotate. That's too. okay. <laughs> uh, so we have Jim from Plymouth. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Uh, this is not a real estate question. It's more, and it might still be a stretch on estate planning. Okay. Okay. If I may. We'll okay? do our best to help you, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the scenario would be this: uh, 
My father is 90 years old and was just placed in a nursing home. He's 100% disabled, so if we can find a nursing home that will uh, be um, acceptable to the VA, a lot of his expenses would be covered. But the question is this. Because he was 100% disabled, he dropped his payments for Medicaid. Is there an agency or uh, a, a referral that you can provide to somebody who could help the family um, requalify him for Medicaid? Alyssa, that would be um, both of referrals. I don't know. Could Bernadette? I don't know, Jim. Um, have you you, know, have you just gone on to the Medicaid website? I know that SSA.gov is the Social Security website. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know anyone that specifically does that. Maybe Bernadette would Ma have it in her Rolodex. We could give him Bernadette's phone number. Yeah, or maybe even like a, um, I was just thinking like a bankruptcy attorney that might know more about mass health. Um, and Caitlin has um, con references for the people who do all of this. Okay. Oh, you know what? I actually, my um, best friend in Dorchester yeah. does a lot with, with, a, with some of this stuff. So you know what we'll do, Jim? For the first time ever, you have both me and Alyssa speechless. Like, we're stumped a little bit. Yeah, because I think, Jim... I have, never, I have never been able to hold a woman speechless. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what you really need is an elder law attorney, someone that's familiar with mass health. Um, and uh, the only thing I can think of is, is an elder law attorney. Okay. Um, and maybe so we can get in touch with Caitlin or something. We can send her a text. Caitlin knows her during elder. The break. Yeah, there, I mean, if if you have, if you can get on a computer and you could just Google elder law attorneys in this on the South Shore area or in the Plymouth area, um, or if you want to leave your number, we can call you with a couple of attorneys that that we know that yeah. if they don't specialize in it, they could at least point you in the right direction for you. Yeah. So we'll have Tim yeah. take your number, Jim. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah, that I actually I actually All know right. an elder law attorney down the Cape. I forget what. Uh, but that's not incredibly far from you. I forget what town it was in, but I had her working yeah. with a mutual client, and she was familiar with uh, Mass Health. Well, yeah. my father's up in the Boston area, so if we need to move him or something like oh, that, okay. it would be more convenient. He's in know. Brockton now? He's in Boston. Yeah. Oh, in Boston. Okay. So you're you're trying, so he's in a nursing home, and, you're, and he has very few assets, and you're trying to qualify him for uh, Medicaid services. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're looking for an yeah an elder law attorney. Okay. Then I'll yeah. Google elder law and see what I can come up with. All right. And yeah. feel free if you yeah. want to leave your number with Jim. I mean, we can look into our little reference book here and see if we can find somebody or at least somebody who can get you in the right direction. Yeah. So my and you know what? Also, Jim, when you first asked the question, I was I was uh, stumbling because I was trying to think of someone that you might be able to get in touch with at the state, but really I think an elder law attorney could point you in the right direction. Also, there might be someone in the nursing home or a department in the nursing home, like maybe even the billing department that has contacts at the state, and they might even be able to help you fill out the application. So I would actually use the nursing home as a resource as well. Oh, that's a good idea, Yeah, too, I'm yeah. sorry, that, yeah, I didn't that, think of that right as well. That might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. they okay. probably have a whole department uh, or, a, or even a person that, that helps people with this and completing the paperwork and disclosing the assets and, and all that. So mm -hmm. I would start there because if you start with an attorney, it might cost you more than you really need to pay. Yeah. Okay. And I did a quick Google search as we were on the um, as we were on the line with you as well. And I just did, you know, Elder Law, Plymouth Mass, and several came up. I'm looking at quite a few, actually. Here's one with like 30 years experience and things like that. So yeah. um, you'll certainly be able to just ask for a free consultation before you start sure. talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
<laughs> well, thank you very, very much. You've been most helpful. Okay, well, good luck to you, Jim. Welcome. Have a great morning. Father. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. yep. Sorry to take you off track. No, oh, no worries. No worries. Happy Thanksgiving. Right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, yeah, it's nice that we both have sort of, we know so many people yeah. between the two of us. So um, that's something that we should look Our into. Our reach is broad. Yeah. Okay. So you know what we have to do? We have to take a quick break. Oh, when okay. we come back, we'll uh, continue on talking about what we were talking about. Great. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Whether you're buying your first home, moving across town, or thinking about refinancing, you owe it to yourself to speak with a trusted mortgage advisor who can provide highly personalized service through every step of the loan process. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation's Marshfield Branch is a well-respected local and national lender and can help you achieve both the short-term goal of home ownership and the long-term goal of financial security for you and your family. Having originated more than $11 billion in 2015, Fairway has competitive rates and extensive product availability. For instance, you may even be eligible to receive a down payment assistance grant of up to 5% of your loan that you don't have to pay back. Seems too good to be true? Call the Fairway Marshfield branch at 781-536-4172 and ask for Daniel Mann to see if you qualify for this amazing program. Don't be scared about the home financing process. Let Dan show you that his way is the Fairway. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. Daniel Mann, NMLS 150772, Mass Branch License 338980. The next time you see a football field on TV, a wide shot where you can see the whole field and everyone looks tiny, remember that the clean team professionally cleans as much carpet and upholstery in one year to cover that field 20 times over. That's a lot of cleaning. And the Clean Team does all of their cleaning around the South Shore and the Cape. The Clean Team has been in business for over 30 years. And aside from having a great reputation, they've earned plenty of certifications in the cleaning and restoration of fabrics. I'm Jennifer, co-owner of the Clean Team. My husband, Matt, and I have spent many years tackling every type of residential and commercial cleaning job you could possibly think of. It's not just carpets and upholstery. We clean oriental rugs, leather, tile, stone, as well as grout cleaning and ceiling. We want to help you make your home clean and inviting. So the next time you watch two football teams make a big mess, think of The Clean Team, covering the South Shore for over 30 years. Online at thecleanteam.net. This is Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Cindy Ford on 95.9 WATD. 
And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Unfortunately, Cindy wasn't able to make it with me here this morning, but maybe she's listening in. Uh, so hello there to Cindy. I know she's busy, busy. She loves to cook and bake and do all that stuff, uh, all her paleo baking for... Um, you like paleo too, don't you? I try to eat paleo. Yeah, yeah I she try has to. some really good recipes. You should talk to her. So. Okay. Um, so I want to get on track because I don't... We, we this As we were saying... We're so good this, at chatting and just making the time <laughs> fly by. Well, we should make time during the, you know, the real day I to know. see each other. But I know. Um, we want to talk more about what your thoughts are. We're ta- we were talking about somebody has $100,000. Um, they're going to be buying another house. They put 50000 down on a house. They have the other fifty to spend, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, to, so, to save, um, to, invest. to invest. Yep. Talk about that. So we were just talking about how in that situation where you were carrying a small mortgage and investing the equivalent dollar amount that the pure math would support doing the investment because you can mm-hmm. borrow money cheaper and you can likely earn more, not guaranteed, of course, with, yep. with investment risks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the problem that I have with that is, um, is I guess twofold. And, and one is that carrying debt can just be an emotional weight for people. Mm-hmm. And depending on your age, perhaps on the younger side, you know, having a mortgage is like normal and, and, mm-hmm. and that's not a big deal. But if you're perhaps on the older side, maybe approaching retirement and you're carrying debt, it's just an emotional weight. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though the math might support uh, that you could probably make more money by investing and carrying a mortgage. I think people, a lot of times in reality, just feel better yeah. when they're more when they don't have a mortgage. I've talked to a lot of people, and they're just like, you know, they just take like a, a big sigh of relief, and the mortgage is gone, and they just feel good. They own yeah. something; it's theirs. It's not the bank's mm-hmm. anymore. So, so that's one reason uh, to support not mortgaging, but putting the money down. And then another reason is that when you do pull that money out and you have it as an investment, it's very tangible. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if you have a 30 year mortgage and you invested that same money for 30 years, yep. sure, you'd probably be better off financially, but it's so tangible. What are the chances that it's gonna last you 30 years? Yep. Or are you gonna find a reason to spend that money because you want the boat or the nice mm-hmm. car or whatever it is? So yeah. I think that people aren't, generally disciplined enough. That's the word I was just thinking of is discipline. To not touch it. You really have to be disciplined to, well, you know, I mean, you do my stuff. I'll I'll be honest. I don't even open up the things that come in the mail because you know what? I'm in it for the long term. You know what I mean? So, you know, if things are dipping or things are going higher, I don't want to use in my head that that money is available. It is not available until we retire and need it. You're never going to retire, Sharon. Let's be honest. But a whole other story. Yeah. So my general guidance regarding uh, if you have money and if you are purchasing another property, my general advice is to put pretty much all of it down on the new property. Okay. The one, uh, there's, I guess there's a couple exceptions to the rule, and one of them might be if you don't have an emergency savings account. Mm. Uh, and by the way, everyone should have that the general guideline is three to six months worth of what you need, mm-hmm. uh, worth of your after-tax income, I guess is how I would say it. If you don't already have that and you want to hollow out a little chunk to kind of build your savings, but you're disciplined enough again to not spend it and to actually leave, leave it as a real savings account, then I'm okay with that and maybe putting the rest down on the home. But that mm-hmm. generally wouldn't be an enormous chunk. I guess it depends on the dollars you're talking about. So how do you feel about people who, you know, maybe when they, if they sell the house and they have some money left over, you know, paying off the other debt that they have, you know, should they pay off their cars? Should they pay off, you know, the credit cards? 
um, all of that. If if there is credit card debt, then I'm a proponent of paying off credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it it doesn't make sense um, to have a low interest rate mortgage. It, it it doesn't make sense to have high interest rate debt if you mm-hmm. don't really need to have high interest rate debt. Yeah. So I I am a fan of paying off a uh, credit card debt. Car loans for me they're generally at least right now pretty low interest rate debt. So oh, yeah. I, I generally don't advise people pay off their car loans. That's a short term loan mm-hmm. at a low interest rate generally anyway. So yeah. I, it's I don't think I've ever recommended pulling money out of a house to pay off a car loan. Yeah. Um, unless you're talking about really big dollars in a small car loan, but. Um, but credit card debt, certainly if there's credit card debt, yeah, that would be a situation mm-hmm. where I might say, you know, take that money, pay off the debt. But again, have the discipline to not get yourself back into that debt. Yes. Because if you keep pulling money out of the home and paying off the debt, but then you keep incurring the debt, you didn't solve your problem. And you're right? you're dwindling away at your equity on your home. Right. You know, so when the time comes for you to sell that home, that's where I find a lot of people come into problems. And that's what, what the big problem is that we had in 2005 and four when people were getting these loans. It was the phantom income is what we called it. And mm-hmm. people who weren't, maybe they weren't buying a new house, but in their current house, they were refinancing and doing cash out refis and then super common oh and then you look back and you're like well how you know i have some pictures of a cruise (laughs) you know people were buying boats people were i mean the crazy things that people were actually doing with that money yeah then when the time came to sell that house and they were upside down um but the good news is from that seminar i went the other day by the way was that we don't have many people uh, we've sort of I don't want to say we've sort of recovered we're from going where the, we were. We're sort of going the opposite way. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we were skip- down 18% and we're probably right back to where we were. So people shouldn't be underwater. The market as a whole? Is that yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Well, yep. I would say that um, actually Boston is the best. That's what he in said. In terms of if, recovery? In, yeah, in t- terms of everything. He just said that Boston is ahead in every aspect. So Boston, you know, As compared to the rest of the country. country? Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's been good. It always has been good. And one of the scenarios that he gave and one of the reasons why he gave is actually way back to the Vietnam War. And, um, you know, the men at that time had the decision to either go to college mm-hmm. or to get drafted. So a lot of men went to college. Well, where were the best colleges? The best colleges, Harvard and all those other ones, right, were in Boston. Oh. So people were actually coming to Boston because it's metro and they could easily get to places. There was a workforce there. So as those people were buying, that's why we have people who are very highly educated in Massachusetts oh, is because they we, they had their education here and they ended and up staying here. Then they had their children. So it's funny that our boomers now and our millennials, our boomers are the one that caused the millennials that are the ones that are need to buy now. So the, the boomers are helping the millennials yeah, with their yeah, money. Yeah. So anyways, let's talk more about this. Um, <laughs> no, that's fascinating. You're coming with me next year. I, that, sounds in, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, Somebody was actually just, a client recently was just asking me a, sort of about my real estate market outlook. And I was just kind of like, I'm not the right person yeah. to ask, but mm-hmm. my, you know, I sort of gave them some general thoughts and, um, you know, with interest rates on the rise and, um, mm-hmm. and with, but, but hope, hopefully that's not too much of a, deter- of a deterrent because even mm-hmm. though interest rates will rise, it will likely be very slow. And, um, you know, if there is if there is more spending on infrastructure and more jobs created in the United States, and maybe people will have more money to spend anyway, so it would mm-hmm. maybe increase 
uh, by the people have very high confidence right now in in Massachusetts. So that's the good news. Good. You know, good. our employment rate is always trickling a little bit higher than the national standard, of course, according to what they were teaching us the other day. Mm. Let's talk about. Um, so that was sort of your bunch. You know, that first bunch. Are you done sort of talking about them? So what that was sort things? of my uh, that was sort of my uh, lead into now these people in different situations that might have equity equity from the home. So. Okay. Um, Young kids, someone with no, not kids, but someone on the younger side, mm-hmm. someone that uh, maybe has either young kids or no kids. I would generally, if you're uh, selling one place and buying another, I would generally use all the proceeds on the next place. Yep. Again, unless maybe there were some credit card debt or unless you needed to hollow out a little chunk for an emergency savings account. But again, uh, have the discipline to not spend the emergency account unless mm-hmm. it's an emergency and not get yourself into debt. Mm-hmm. Um, my second uh, demographic was someone who had uh, maybe high school age or college age children. And if uh, paying for some or all of a college education or two or three or four uh, is important to them. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess my comments would would uh, apply to someone who's selling and might have equity. It might also apply to someone who's considering drawing equity Mm -hmm. from the home. Um, So I, there have been situations when I have uh, favored using equity from the home for college and situations where I haven't. So, you know, everyone's different, but I think the more important question, the more important thing to discuss is the bigger, the bigger picture. So for these people that are considering using equity from the home for college, you need to look at their bigger financial picture and make sure that in the grand scheme of their life, they can afford it, mm-hmm. right? So um, if they're going to be spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on college, how does that impact their ability to the, to retire when they want to and their ability to have um, an enjoyable and financially stable retirement, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or are they going to be dependent on their kids at some point in the future because they didn't you know, spend their money wisely, yeah. you know, at that age. So I, I think in the, if, if you can determine that in the big picture of their life, that yes, they can afford to do this without significantly negatively impacting or making it impossible for them to retire, um, then I, then I'm okay with people using equity from the home for college, mm-hmm. as long as they, um, again, they, they know the ramifications of it and they, um, understand how it will affect their financial future. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. And I know that there are some situations that I've heard that parents have taken out, you know, equity loans, lines or whatever, because the interest rates are so low. And instead of the kids getting loans themselves, which, you know, before you know it, they're there and you have, you know, $600. I can't believe some of these kids, $1,300 a month for like college loans. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really scary to me. Mm-hmm. And too, that that demographic um, tends to drive very expensive cars is well so they have car loans i think the entitled generation it is i know instant gatification but you know what it is is um the the millennials and uh, gen y's they want what their parents they they just expect to have exactly what their parents had yeah you know i grew up in this house that's what you know i have too but they don't remember that your parents probably were on you know milk crates right right (laughs) you know when they first started right can't even believe we're at another break you're listening to talk real estate with sharon mcnamara and um alyssa mcnamara reed we're talking about um real estate in your financial future and your financial well-being what makes sense for you if you're selling a home and you have some extra proceeds where should you put those uh we're going to be talking about the boomers coming up soon and that's a demographic that i work with a lot that navigating home buying and home selling at the same time and you know buying a condo here buying a condo 
condo down in Florida, you know, what, where should you be putting your money uh, yeah. to best suit yourself? So when we come back from the break, we'll do that. But I want to give the phone number one more time, 781-837-4900. So if you have any questions, please uh, give us a buzz. We'll be right back. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have, but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Whether you're buying your first home, moving across town, or thinking about refinancing, you owe it to yourself to speak with a trusted mortgage advisor who can provide highly personalized service through every step of the loan process. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation's Marshfield Branch is a well-respected local and national lender and can help you achieve both the short-term goal of home ownership and the long-term goal of financial security for you and your family. Having originated more than $11 billion in 2015, Fairway has competitive rates and extensive product availability. For instance, you may even be eligible to receive a down payment assistance grant of up to 5% of your loan that you don't have to pay back. Seems too good to be true? Call the Fairway Marshfield branch at 781-536-4172 and ask for Daniel Mann to see if you qualify for this amazing program. Don't be scared about the home financing process. Let Dan show you that his way is the Fairway. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information, rates, and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. Daniel Mann, NMLS 150772, Mass Branch License 338980. Imperial Inspection Services. Complete home inspection services. Radon testing. Featuring on-site results with electronic testing. Lead paint inspection. Title V inspection pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years' experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, accepting credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services, 1-800-440-1141. 1-800-440-1141. This is Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Cindy Ford on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. And I have Alyssa McNamara-Reed here with me this morning. And we're talking real estate and financial future. We also have um, another uh, Financially Secure Women event coming up. Do you want want to finish this and then talk about that? Do you want to give a little uh, synopsis of what's going on? Yeah, we can talk about financially secure. Whatever you want to do, Sharon. Get that Um, data. Why don't we just at least get the data and what the thoughts are in case we miss it at the end. Um, So we have our next Financially Secure Women event. Uh, We booked it for... 
for January 25th. I forget what day of the week that is. I want to say it's like a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's the end of January, January 25th. It's going to be at the Marshfield Country Club. They, mm -hmm. they just redid their uh, in the interior of their building, and they have a nice function room. Um, and the topic is going to be the basics of money management. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually put together like a little outline, Sharon. You ready for oh, this? I'm yeah. so organized <laughs> this time around. Okay, so I it's basics of what? The basics of money, money management. management. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this, you know, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things regarding money management, um, you know, stocks, bonds, stocks, stock market, asset classes, diversification, portfolios, mm -hmm. uh, all these different things, mutual funds, ETFs. Um, and here's my little promo for it. You ready? Yeah. I, have, I don't have a marketing mind, but this is the best I could do. Accumulating money for, re, for your goals is an accomplishment in and of itself. Managing your accumulated assets can help you obtain your goals if done properly, but can work against you if not done in a suitable way, given your timeline and tolerance for risk. This event will educate you on the world of investing, how your investments should be structured at a broad level, and how to better understand the investments that you currently have. Oh, that was pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's so proud of herself. I know. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> well, we have a new marketing assistant in yeah. our office now, and yeah. she's been, uh, you know. What's I, her name? Her name's Angela Dunn. She's okay. from Marshfield. So okay. listening. She's been wonderful to have on board. Um, so I I sort of have a, mar I don't want to say I have a marketing mind, but I sort of know what I mm -hmm. need to do in this business to meet people and yeah. to educate people and and mm -hmm. to build a, a business and but I, I haven't really had anyone in the office to help me implement yeah, that implement it, yeah. and so it's one thing to have ideas and it's another thing to follow through on your ideas so well, I know that as you know that we're you know you and <laughs> you're very busy I'm very busy and um, so mm -hmm. it's just nice to have someone there that can help us with that so she's That's been awesome. instrumental in, in getting this off the ground and um, she's going Perfect. to get it up on our website and um, we can talk about if we're gonna have it on a separate website you know in terms yeah. of people being able to register um, yep. And I can give her all of that information. So I'll set up a meeting with her to great. go over financially secure women, the web, uh, the website. So, um, people, you can go there financially secure com. but we won't have any of this information on there, but you can see right. at least some bios and, and things like that. Right. Um, so we'll make sure that we get that up. So that's January 25th, which is a Wednesday night. It's at the Marshfield country club and it's going to be the basics of money management. So, um, that's a great way to start off yeah. the year, right? I, I thought it would be a good way to start the year and, and to start our series of events. So we actually... Um, you and I have brainstormed different yep. um, event topics, and I and I sat down with Angela and and you know tried to figure out an order of uh, what might be an appropriate. Um way mm -hmm. to order things so I, I know we yep. have a real estate one there and I think it was in the spring or summer mm -hmm. um, you know one about maybe planning for your future would be another yep. one and of course I, didn't, I don't have my laptop with me but I, I we actually mm -hmm. between you and I and we yeah. had planned out a whole bunch of them so this is sort of the kickoff of financially secure women we Perfect. thought it would be an appropriate way to kick it off um, so if anyone's interested you could uh, call either one of our offices you could email either one of us and we'll start a list but unfortunately the registration is not up on the website yet so so what's the phone number um, over at your office Seven eight one eight three four two zero one zero. You know, so bring a friend. Ask for, ask for Angela. Yeah, yep. ask for Angela. Okay, and register for. Uh, the basics of money management. Okay. So uh, bring a friend, bring a family member, yeah. bring a sister, bring a mother, bring a daughter, you know. Um, and, and this is sort of, it's going to be at a broad enough level that it's really appropriate for 
uh, someone of really any age because mm-hmm. at any age you can have assets that you're that you have accumulated or are trying to accumulate and you know anyone of any age can have a 401k or an yeah. IRA or a, an investment and it's account. it's the best so. way to get on track as I said earlier I mean I was 27 years old when I started my financial planning you know so yep. um, it was it was a little at that time but then it grew into more but now that I have more to give it's it's nice to have a little you know common sense about it because you helped me with that you educated me on that so again financially secure women january 25th that is a wednesday night it's going to be at the marshfield country club the basics of money management you can call angela at 781-834-2010 and we'll make sure that we update that website for you which is financially secure women.com so and i even thought we could touch on real estate on that too because real estate as an investment is is uh quite Mm. common as you know and um you know it can serve for diversification purposes it can serve people's portfolios well mm. to have it in their portfolios and you yeah. can touch on that more than I could yeah and you know just real quickly on that is uh, I just actually helped a young um, guy buy a new condo and it was wonderful for him and you know it's it's a first-time home buyer type condo and he we were talking about it well this won't be my forever home but I thought by the time he gets older meet somebody gets married and maybe is ready for that you know picket fence house um, it will be easier if he wants to use that one as an investment because he can use the new one he buys mm-hmm. as a primary residence and he won't have to come up with 20% down because when you're buying an investment property you generally speaking need 20% or more down okay so it's hard to go the opposite way buy your single family primary residence first then start investing into other properties so oh, I don't you, think I knew that so you don't need 20% down for a primary no nope. you do for an investment property For an investment property you do yeah so for a primary residence okay. you can do it yeah. as low as 3% down yeah okay. so yes yeah, and we have some um, people actually that we're working with that can do things for one percent and things like that. So yeah. my show, by the way, um, I, I don't want everyone to get confused because Alyssa's here, but my show is actually sponsored by Fairway Mortgage, which is also here in Marshfield, and they do a great job and they have some great loan packages too. So, right. so let's get back on track because I do sure. want to talk about um, you know our boomers out there, and I'm going to go right through that. But if you're thinking oh. about um, um, open houses this weekend, go to BostonConnect.com. navigating home buying and home selling this is the bigger bunch they're selling houses they have a lot of equity in these houses now they're walking away with four hundred five hundred thousand dollars they're deciding buying a condo in florida and here what's your what's your advice for them i just had this situation recently um i guess my my first piece of advice is make sure you can afford to do both Mm -hmm. um and if you have five hundred thousand of equity does it mean buying a 350 condo up here and a 150 condo down there or Mm -hmm. are you able to uh, or, or can you buy something more expensive in one or both of the places? And can you afford to have a mortgage, even though you might be in retirement and sort of, mm-hmm. um, it's sort of un-American to have a mortgage in retirement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, it's some, a lot of people have them and, and if you can afford them, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so my general advice is in terms of the actual equity, there's not a lot of reasons to not put it down on the property if it's there. So mm-hmm. if you can be mortgage-free in retirement, yeah. I think that that's wise. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, you know, for someone who's 60 years old and is taking half a million dollars out of their house and wants to buy a, a house in a condo, um, to take 150000 out and mortgage the rest, it, there's just not a lot of reasons to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, unless you had other debts to pay off high interest rate debts or unless you didn't have like an emergency cash account but no my I just went through this with a client recently mm-hmm. where they pulled some significant equity out of a primary residence here and they're buying a condo here and a condo in Florida yeah. they're considering doing that anyway and step one was 
Okay, let's make sure you can afford both. What, yeah. what is it going to cost you to maintain two properties? Well, because that's the thing yeah. people have to remember. You're living one place six months and another six months, but you still own it 12 months. You still have property taxes 12 <laughs> months out of the year in both places and mm-hmm. homeowners insurance and yeah. condo association fees. And, and maintenance and all right. that, mowing the lawns in both places and shoveling and all that. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't, in that situation, I wouldn't pull equity out uh, unless there was excess equity, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mortgage something if you didn't have to in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that that's, you know, one thing right now is that people are thinking, you know, maybe they do plan on getting a small mortgage, but that money is cheap right now. You know what I mean? With the rates being what they are, yep. you know, some, some of them, are, you know, is it, I know what you're saying, but what about the people who are thinking, well, you know what I want to do is I'd rather take a big pool of this money and give it to you and invest it for me. If I'm going to be making 6% on that and I yep. can get a smaller loan, yep. why wouldn't we? So, yeah, I mean, like what we talk, like the pure math of it does support doing a mortgage, but yeah. I just think that again, it's again, debt is an emotional weight. And let's, let's not forget that markets are really unpredictable. Yeah. And while you might be able to earn 6% on average over a long period of time, mm-hmm. you could invest that money and it could be down 30, 30% next year. Mm-hmm. And what if, what if you panic and you sell at the wrong time and you yeah. lock in that and you make that 30% temporary loss of permanent loss. Yeah. And then, but if, but if that money was tied up in your house, you wouldn't have done yeah. that, you know? So yeah. I, I just think there's, And there's probably another big piece too is you have to have your tax accountant because if you're walking away as a married couple with over $500,000 in equity too, there's, you know, know, tax consequences and everything else that people have capital gains and all that. So um, we literally uh, just have a minute left. And you know what, Alyssa, here's the good news. People can sit down with you. You did this for me. I know um, at one point, um, you know, I did have a client that uh, got divorced and, you know, he had money after they sold the house, gave it to you. You basically said, well, you can live until you're about 92 and that money has stretched out throughout that time for that client. And he's been, you know, very happy about it. So um, thank you for taking care of all of our clients. How can people reach you? Uh, 781-834. For 2010 or McNamaraFinancial.com. I want to clarify the tax, the yeah. capital gain thing, though. Yeah. If you have, if you walk away with 500,000 of equity or more, you don't necessarily have a capital gain. It depends on what your cost basis is. So it's 500,000 on top of what you paid for the house. Basically. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, yes, okay. Yes, I just yes, wanted to clarify. Yep, absolutely. That. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to saying, "Oh my God, I'm no, gonna no, sell my no, house." No. 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 <laughs> okay. And okay. that's why we have to meet with you, and yes. maybe we can do a seminar at my office and have you there, Great. and we can talk to people. Great. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to all of my listeners and Alyssa's listeners, and have a great weekend. Bye bye. Thank you for having me. Sharon. Yeah, thank you.